Thanks for tuning in to another affiliated episode. We're here live at Traffic and Conversions, so excuse our dust and our background noise while people are networking around us and all here. But we've got a great guest here, my friend Kurt Malley, all the way from Austin. Um, brought his belt, because he's the founder of the Belt Method here on the table. If you're listening, you'll have to envision a giant WWE-style wrestling belt. It's pretty sick. And he, what I love about Kurt and what I wanted to bring him on for is all things Facebook. He's done an amazing job over the last decade working with 75 different verticals and niches. Really, the strategy for Facebook ads keeps costs low, works across any vertical, and is a really good example of, what do you call it, ethical propaganda? Ethical propaganda, absolutely. I love that. Well, Kurt, would you mind kicking us off with just, for the people who don't know who you are, because mm-hmm. they haven't been exposed to your propaganda yet, which can't be many people <laughs> at this point, but <laughs> would you mind just giving me a quick overview of kind of what makes you click a little bit and what you like and what brought you here? Uh, love to connect with smart people. Yeah. And for me, it's um, I'm fascinated with brain science. So I'm fascinated with marketing. So I'm fascinated with, uh, I like to say, ethical propaganda or propaganda. So for me, as I want to come out to the event, meet a bunch of people who have a lot of experience. Like over the years when you and I have talked, what I really like is the small little distinctions. Like mm-hmm. right before the recording, we talked about like, hey, what about the event? What do you think? Just because of based off your experience, your history in the industry, what I'm looking to do, because I've been doing this for like 10 years, whatnot, is meet some really high level people or dive in even deeper and those small little tiny distinctions and those like four minute conversations where it's like, oh man, I'm going to walk away with this gold. So I am here to talk to more smart people, typically that I already know, meet some new ones, but I'm looking for those little small distinctions that just really kick off the business. And that's what I want to talk about today too. Nice. Knowing you, I know you're going to take those and employ them into your ethical propaganda. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll see it everywhere. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, okay. I think a big elephant in the room with Facebook ads and advertising and just marketing in general is some of this Facebook iOS and Apple war happening. This is called a rabbit hole. Where would you like to go? Oh, I'd kind of like <laughs> you to uh, direct this a little bit, honestly, because yeah. this is your world. Yeah. Where are you seeing brands win with this? Because I know there's going to be some opportunity here for people, right? Like it's not all loss. Well, there's a guy called Ogilvy. He yeah. had this little marketing firm, small little thing, made a couple billion dollars. <laughs> he never used a pixel. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure how we made billions of dollars and never used a pixel and people are like, oh my God, the pixel's away. So long story short, and we'll go into specifics here in just a little bit because your audience, what I basically see quite openly, um, and this is directly to some people, we got really lazy as marketers. There were some affiliate marketers and some other people literally that were like, oh, the Facebooks, we'll go ahead and hit a couple of buttons and all of a sudden we make some leads and we make some sales and woohoo, we make, we make money. And it's like, oh really, what was your marketing hook? LTV, AOV, blah, no idea. People was, got it, re- was it like too easy in a way? They could just put right offer yes. and the right audience with right. really good targeting? Sheryl Sandberg, mm-hmm. uh, CEO of Facebook, basically talks about, you know, they want to automate the customer service process. They want to automate the process. It's the only way you can handle, what is it, seven or eight million advertisers at this time? Something like that. So the processes are all completely automated, whereas many people know there's no customer service or anything else. And to automate this, you want to make it really user-friendly. So as marketers, we have to know hooks and funnels and how traffic flows. But Facebook is like, hit these three buttons. And if you see some early success, long story short, and I know we'll get to this because this isn't an opportunity. This is kind of more of a a warning. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are going to get priced out of the market in the next two years unequivocally. Why is that? Let me give you a perfect example. So what used to happen, which I know that you've seen before many times, is people are going to put up an offer. It doesn't matter if you're an affiliate, you own the product, whatever. You're going to want to see a couple hundred clicks or a couple thousand clicks to see what's going on. So what ends up happening with iOS and everything else is Facebook had a quarterly earnings call last, their last quarterly earnings call. And Facebook's talking about all the expenses they have in the meta universe that's going on. And they're actually raising ad costs like 
it was 30% last quarter, and they think the ad cost may go up 51% again uh, for this next quarter coming up. Dude, just run ads you're talking about. Wow. So okay. we're talking about like, I'm nodding my head. Nobody can see that, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah I'm like, <laughs> nodding my head. Um, and essentially what ends up happening, like just to give you some numbers, you know, you have a, like, for example, for myself, when I run my funnel to, you know, for our, for our belt method stuff is typically what I would see is a 35 or a $40 CPM, you know, cost per thousand people to kind of get your message out there. And what the goal is, is of course, to get your message out there, people click on the link and then they go back to your site. For us to measure that, we want to see hundreds of clicks, maybe 100, 200, like four or 500. There's a lot of statistical so just, prob- probability, right? What Sheryl Sandberg says is last quarter, she goes, you know, Facebook's really found a lot of uh, third-party websites that suck. And if you think about it, not to drop any names or anything, but like ClickFunnels and a lot of other people have made it really easy. So these aren't marketers. These are people like, hey, I think I can make a couple of bucks, and it's a bad user experience. So Sheryl Sandberg's like, We've noticed there's a lot of bad user experience on websites. So we're actually going to start showing less impressions, but we're going to go ahead and increase your conversions. What does that mean? Well, Facebook's AI is going to get a little bit better, but wait a minute, it's broke. But now Facebook's going to get better. Facebook's going to show less impressions to give you more conversions, which means you're not going to have a thousand clicks or 500 clicks or 250 or 100 to test. Mm. In my situation, I used to get leads for five to seven dollars. My CPM would be 15 to 30 bucks. Today, it's a $100 CPN, and the cost to click to my website is $10, no matter if it's top funnel, middle of funnel. So if I need leads for $10, either I have to have a 100% opt-in rate, or if I have a 30% opt-in rate, my leads are 30 to 40 bucks. So how many people, typically people can afford leads at two to $3, unless you know what you're doing, $40 leads are really expensive. So I really believe a lot of people will be priced out of the market for this, unless you get, unless you start doing some of the things we're gonna talk about here, which is not running just straight up conversion ads, which we'll jump into in a couple of minutes, but. Yeah, gosh. Well, I kind of want to jump into that now. But it's <laughs> like, tell me how to so, avoid that. But <laughs> so, where people get really lazy, in my yeah. experience, and what I've really seen, and again, I have a full ad agency. We have digital training courses and products, and people have white labeled a lot of mm-hmm. our content. So, basically, what we see overall is we see a lot of people who are like, "Man, I just got to make sales." Yeah. Cool. This is well, like dating. Of, you know, it's direct to consumer. We want to make a conversion now. I mean, it's kind of what this whole not this whole ClickBank's model is almost built on, right? Affiliate sending traffic to a sale today. This is why I'm nodding my head and people can't see this. And this is why I brought up Ogilvy before. Mm-hmm. Because people got really lazy because quite honestly, again, you got to click funnels, you got to click bank, you put everything together, other people write copy and you get it all together and it works pretty nice and you start running conversion ads. And if you get it kind of dialed in right, you can start to see some moderate success. Well, the problem is, is if people are showing, if Facebook's showing less impressions, if Facebook wants to send people to less third-party sites, people have less of an opportunity. So if they're running conversion ads, for example, most people are just like, I want leads and sales. Again, kind of like dating. It'd be nice to start a family tomorrow, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's gonna happen by meeting somebody today, right? (laughs) So what a lot of people will do is they'll turn on conversion ads and they're looking for conversions right away of either sales or leads, and they're looking for direct attribution. So they're looking for Facebook's AI to go out, find that perfect customer at the perfect time to hopefully convert. Problem is, is if these are $10 clicks to your website, man, this is expensive. So I ask a lot of people and I go, do you run video views, for example? And they're like, ah, oh, man, they don't make sales. Well, right, because there's all these different objectives inside of Facebook, and they're laid out for top of funnel, middle funnel, and bottom funnel, and each objective reaches a different person with a different learning aptitude. So if you're only running conversion ads, there's a whole bunch of other issues there because there's tracking broken, there's some other issues, but that's what everyone runs. So if everyone's running it, that means it's hands down the most expensive thing that you're gonna run. Mm-hmm. So let's just say hypothetically CPM, again, you know, cost per thousand, let's just say roughly it's $50, right? So let's just say it's $50 and let's just say I'm getting $5 uh, uh, website clicks. 
The interesting thing was this is going to happen is you could run a video of you, and I'll talk about the technology here in a second. The CPM for the video of you could be 10 bucks. Yeah. A third or sometimes a fifth of the price. So the way I look at video views is like, we're here at traffic conversion, right? I love to speak on stage. I love to have the whole energy and everything else. And I look at it like if I was to speak on stage and there were a hundred people in the room, would I pay for someone to watch that entire video? Maybe 50 cents. Would I pay 50 cents for every attendee in the room to listen to me speak for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes and actually build what we are doing right here. I could take this interview, turn it into a video, play it on Facebook. It doesn't have to have a call to action link. My costs are gonna be a fraction because everyone advertises with the link. Everyone goes after conversion ads. For a $5 CPM, I could run a video like, actually run this video. People would watch it for 25 cents, which is 800 times cheaper than getting people to my website at first. So like what we're doing here is how can I build a rapport in front of people that's a lower CPM? I don't get clicks right away, but they're like, oh, I heard about this Kurt Belt Method thing. Oh, I saw a testimonial. I saw another testimonial. I saw him on a podcast. I saw him on another podcast. <gasps> Oh, he has a product to sell. Now, what I'm talking about is more branding than anything else. We run the numbers, math and facts, and I can help run through this. The moral of the story is if everyone's going after conversion ads, that's what everyone's doing, mm -hmm. the technology's kind of broke. Again, to go back to Ogilvy, if we do a little bit of branding and we use what I call math and facts, we shouldn't be spending $10 clicks and $50 CPMs. We should figure out some different objectives to reach some people, educate people, inform them, give them better, some better creatives. Long story short, as advertisers, we're gonna to have to give better experiences with a heck of a lot less traffic. So you're almost re-optimizing, right? You're not, you have to, because yeah, Facebook's yeah. not gonna send you a thousand clicks for you to figure it out. Facebook's gonna send you 50, 75 clicks. Well, let me step back for a second. Well, so I just wanna ask a clarifying question there for a yeah. sec. If Facebook's gonna send less impressions, mm -hmm. what is getting impressions? More organic content? Oh, so good. Great question. <laughs> have you been doing podcasts here? That's a really great question. <laughs> The thing is, is I think there's, there's lots of laws and regulations and things that are happening right now. Again, they make marketing way too easy. Mm -hmm. So they're jacking up the price. So only some more experienced marketers can, will really kind of take at this. It's not just kind of the newbies that just fire up stuff. There's still a lot of opportunity if people are doing things right, but there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of fraud on Facebook right now. Mm -hmm. And Facebook's really trying to push that down. And then we'll talk about iOS tracking here. So really they're just inflating costs just to drive some people out in a way. You know, it's interesting, and it, yeah. again, to kind of dive down a rabbit hole, if you, for those of you who've seen Office Space, and you raise everything for just a half a penny to make a whole bunch of money, we as advertisers would really have no idea unless there were some big percentages in front of us that they're raising cost. So last quarter, it's a 30% raise. They're saying it could be 51% this next quarter. So then you start going through the earnings call, Mark Zuckerberg's talking about all this R&D they're doing for VR and the metaverse. Oh, they're self-funding all their stuff with big dollars. Oh, oh. So they're raising rates to get some people out, but they're also raising their, kind of their own money internally by cranking up their ad spend. So if you're not giving a good quality experience and you're not one of the people that are helping the users on Facebook, they're absolutely going to have limited space for you on the platform. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, sorry to take you on that rabbit hole. No, 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 which yeah. is good. The, the, the main thing we were talking about before was what I encourage people to do who are listening to this. Run different types of run different types of ads, right? So but what's going to happen is you're going to log into Facebook and you're going to have all these different objectives that you can advertise. Mm -hmm. Each objective is a different learning modality. Some people like to watch 5, 10, 15 videos before they buy something. That doesn't mean you run one video, retarget with a conversion ad, and all of a sudden it works. We're building a rapport. So if it's $50 CPM for conversion ads, Maybe it's $10 for video views. I can reach a lot more people for the same money. If you run a brand awareness ad where people read a long form article, 
that's a one to three dollar CPM. You can reach wow. so yeah. many people and people are like, my clicks cost me $10. Yeah, but they're highly relevant. So what I encourage people to do, and we can dive down deeper in a little bit, uh, but I wanna talk about iOS. I encourage people to look at the math and facts, which is how much does it cost? Very important numbers. One, how much does it cost to get in front of a thousand people? Use different objectives to see what the different costs are. Even just test 50 bucks. Second, look at your click-through rate on the ad, right? Click-through rate does, <laughs> high click-through rate does not mean it's a great ad. It means there's interest. And Facebook's like, they said this last quarter, we found that people that have a high click-through rate show that there's an interest on the ad. So you may see your CPMs go up because you have a high click-through rate because it shows, uh-huh, because it shows intent, which will give you more conversions. Now, I have a PhD in marketing. It's called a public <laughs> high school diploma. So if I have higher CPMs and higher ad cost, how does that mean I'm going to have a lower conversion? Yes, convert. I'm confused. Totally. Yeah. And that's what everybody is right now. So what I'm suggesting to people is look at what your lower CPM costs are. That's the kind of the, that works with you know Facebook, uh, YouTube, any ad network. You're trying to maximize exposure for your dollar. Right? 100%. Yeah, okay. Maximize exposure for your dollar. The second stat you're going to look at is your click-through rate on your ad. Do you at least have over 1%? They're going to start charging you for it, but you're responsible for getting people to your site. So are you talking, even if you're running like a video view, for example, like are you still looking at conversion, the click-through oh, rate there? Such a good question. If I'm running video views, I want video views. Yeah. If I get conversions, totally extra, but not okay. the point. Okay. So a lot of people say, I run video views, I don't get conversions. Well, yeah, because they're video views. Well, I run brand awareness and people see my brand and they read my content and they can remember my brand within 48 hours if they're asked about it, but I don't see any sales from it. Yeah, it's like the initial conversation you have with your customers at first. Have we been building a relationship over years for me to come on the podcast? We're working up to that at a fraction of the cost when people are getting $10 website clicks, you know, four, five, six dollars, whatever. I'm getting in front of people 20, 30 times with content, podcasts, stuff like that, that literally I'll get in front of somebody 20 times with different content for the same price I'll get one website click for. Right, and then when they do click, it's a much different type right. of click. Yeah. Right, so what a lot of people are trying to do, in my opinion, is a lot of direct response. The automation is making it a little bit easier. Costs are going up. People aren't taking marketing as seriously as they did before. Again, leads to they're gonna get completely priced out of the market if they really don't learn some really good marketing instead of direct to conversion as they're trying to figure that out. Okay, this is making sense. And then, so how does, where does iOS and the, the tracking issues come into play here? Like, so good. So again, I go back to Ogilvy over and over, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't require a pixel. It's just really good yep. branding and brand awareness. So uh, uh, there's a good friend of mine, Chris Mercer. He does a lot of you know, online stuff where he likes to talk about tracking and measuring uh, and I, or measuring and forecasting. And mm -hmm. I go, what about tracking? He goes, I didn't say tracking. I said measuring and forecasting. So I know a lot of the top online marketing experts out there, especially in tracking. No one has 100% tracking. No one. No. Yeah. So when clients or people are like, but how do you track that? And I go, how did you track it before? Well, my tracking was always a little off. Well, it's always going to be off because you don't know exactly what point somebody watched a video, saw whatever. So what happens is, is instead of saying, hey, look, I got to do direct response, conversion, and I have to see a return. One of the things that Mercer talks about on a regular basis, I don't want this to be my idea, it's definitely his idea, okay. which is, hey, let's go ahead and have a top of funnel forecast where we're going to say, hey, we're, we're going to go ahead and play some video views, some brand awareness. We're going to do some engagement. We're going to see what our low cost CPM is, but we're going to set a budget for that. And it's just a straight up budget. Now, middle of funnel, we're gonna retarget some people and look at some conversions. And we're gonna set a budget for that and forecast how many conversions we think that we're gonna be able to, uh, to receive. And then bottom of funnel, you know, we'll test a couple of things out. But what, what Mercer does is essentially sets up, here's our forecast and our plan for the week. We think what will happen. Because everyone runs traffic now and reverse engineers it to see what happened. Yep. <laughs> so what Mercer does is he sets a plan 
And then he says, hey, what happened afterwards so they can analyze the traffic? And it's not necessarily, okay, tell me that one ad that saw the right person at the right time, did it say three ads? What Mercer can show is, look, we have awareness top of funnel, we have this here in the middle of the funnel that drives conversions, but you're now able to set up a marketing budget instead of being so focused on this one line item of conversions, because if you don't see the direct conversion, you shut stuff off. Most people shut off their ads way too soon because the branding's starting to work. People are getting curious, they're not seeing conversions right away. They shut the ads off and it's like, you have no idea how close you were in the relationship to converting, but you stopped. About to, you're about to kiss and then you got interrupted. Right? 100%. Like, <laughs> so yeah. like, the, like the whole thing is, I mean, even in real life, like if you're a pretty person, you want to meet people, you show up at a regular location over and over and over. So people get to know you through multiple different conversations. So when you walk in the room, they're like, oh, hey, that's just good. It's great. Do the same thing with your marketing. It doesn't matter if you're direct response affiliate. So is it's part of this is getting more comfortable with... I don't know if murky data is the right term. 100%. It's just getting more comfortable with not knowing that A equals B. So here's the whole thing. I love this conversation. I get into this so much where people are like, Kurt, what do you do for tracking? And I go, I'm going to repeat this again. I know a lot of top tracking experts in the world. None of them have it 100%. So first yeah. of all, remember, it's not 100%. So we have to look at this differently. I have two types of clients. Client A is going to say, Kurt, I need to find the perfect ad at the perfect time. It's not necessarily working. Let's lower ad budget. Figure out that perfect tracking doesn't exist. Or if we have clients who are like, okay, here's our overall goals, here's what we wanna do, here's our budget, let's grow. Let's not look at this day by day. Let's look at this three, five, seven, 14, 21 days. Let's look at this a little bit longer than just a direct response, direct to click. Mm -hmm. And what happens is, is now we have a sustainable business that we can forecast and grow, and it's not reactionary. We're very proactive in planning what we're doing next. So again, I think media buying is gonna be a lot more autom automated but automated doesn't mean you're gonna get a lot more conversions. If you don't understand your forecasting, your measuring, and your marketing, again, you're gonna be priced out of the market. So you have to look at scaling instead of you know the direct attribution. How do we make these multiple layers so we can continue to move and still continue to see that ROI? Gosh, okay, this is, this is great. I've got a lot of directions I wanna go with this, well, but I'm trying to be. <laughs> I have a number for everybody yeah. to really help out. So when clients ask me, they're like, okay, Kurt, tracking's off. Yeah, again, it's always gonna be right. off. Yeah. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, I tell this to all clients we work with, we're gonna optimize towards Facebook. I know mm -hmm. the numbers aren't right, but that's what we're gonna optimize towards, right? Um, and then I'm gonna look at Google Analytics, and then every single week we're gonna talk, and I'm gonna ask you, Thomas, uh, how many sales did you see? How many leads did you get? And you're gonna tell me. And what's gonna happen is, is we're gonna find out a margin of error. So for example, it could be 35%. So we're gonna put that over on Facebook side, and we're gonna say, hey look, we have a margin of error of about 35%. Meaning that Facebook's showing Less or more. More or less, yeah. whatever. We okay. just figured out that there's a margin of error of 35%. Okay. So if we just keep in mind that there's a margin of error of 35%, we're pretty much in the wheelhouse. If it's 42 or 28, so something's so broke. Okay, so you're, you know, you're looking at your ROAS, I assume, with that margin of error Absolutely. not going on break even or not. I've right. got this kind of error I can accommodate. Okay. Right, because okay. people are like, oh man, this is all over. And I'm like, look, if you can get your ratio down and you just know that your tracking's off about 35% or whatever, just keep that in mind as you're making decisions that there's going to be a 35% discrepancy. But again, it's not going to be 35 one day, 62 one day, 72 another. If you figure out that number, it's pretty much going to be consistent. So again, it's not highly accurate tracking, but we're getting a better dial on gauge and you know, kind of where to push buttons and stuff like that, if that makes sense. I love that. Yeah, because it, it reminds me kind of like this talk around the dark funnel, right? You don't mm -hmm. necessarily know where people are coming from. Especially with Facebook and attribution right now, yeah. absolutely. Or especially if you're doing cross-channel stuff, right? Absolutely. If, you, if you're on TV, if you're on podcasts, if you're on books, if you're on this, someone yep, might yep. consume your content or get to know you across multiple different channels. And just because they clicked on that last link to convert doesn't mean they converted Correct. because of that link. Right? Absolutely. So it's getting comfortable with, okay, we're doing all this good stuff. 
How do we do more of the good stuff and scale from there? Uh, the main thing with Facebook, what they're looking for is mm -hmm. you can't outbid your competition. If you don't have a good user experience, Facebook will depreciate your ads if you're trying to outbid people and you have a poor user experience. How do, how do they calculate user, user experience? Oh, so good. Again, sir, good question. I'm glad you're doing <laughs> podcasts. You're doing good at this. So um, uh, a couple of things I kind of alluded to this a little bit ago. So what Facebook's looking to do is to obtain a conversion for any objective that you set. So if you do a video view, did they, when they showed the impression, did somebody start to watch the video? I'm using my hands. You guys can't see this, but it's fine. Um, uh, the second thing is, so they saw the impression. Did they take the action on the objective that you selected? So okay. did they watch the video? Did they watch the complete video until the end? Was it a good customer experience that they stayed, then watched the video, or did they stop watching right away? Stuff that they don't click on, that they don't watch, they don't convert. So let's talk about conversion ads. Let's just say hypothetically you have a 10% conversion rate for, uh, for leads. Okay. 90% yeah. of that is people aren't opting in. So it shows Facebook that 90% of people aren't taking your offer. So they slowly start to depreciate because obviously when the impression is shown and people click, they're not going all the way through. And Facebook's always looking for, did they read it for brand awareness? Did they watch it for video views? Did they actually convert? And if they're not taking those actions, your CPMs goes up, your wall starts to close. Again, you are not going to get a thousand clicks or 150 clicks to door is going to close pretty quickly if you don't have a good user experience. So to kind of wrap up that part and close that loop as ad buyers, um, it's going to be a lot more automated in the future. People are going to get priced out of the market unless they know how to market really good, give people really good experiences. So I'll give you an example, solar lead industry right now, just to give you a really broad, they all say the same thing. There's not one big hook or one. So everyone in solar right now wants to have an online offer because no one's knocking on doors. They're all saying the same thing. So what Facebook's basically saying is, Hey, look, this industry has way too many impressions. Costs are going to go up. They're going to keep rising because there's really not a great user experience. And there's no one that's clicking on a ton of ads, filling out a bunch of leads. So literally there's a bunch of people who worked with in solar, the price in the market is continuing to rise. They can't do anything about it. And again, if you're not really good at your marketing, you'll get priced out of the market. Okay. This is all making a lot of sense. I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about top middle bottom funnel. Absolutely. That's what you're saying. Cause I think what you're saying with those words is a little different than what Absolutely. our audience might be. Yeah, absolutely. Expecting. So a lot of people just kind of convoluted again. I, I'll go back to Facebook makes this way too easy. Mm -hmm. Right. Hit a button. So we got to take a look at it as like relationships, right? Top of funnel. This is just an introduction. So for me, top of funnel, what I like to do, I like to run video views or long form content. And I think in my mind, okay, if someone consumes this content, would it help me pre-qualify my customer? Like, let's just say they're going to buy a house. Right. Or, uh, yeah, let's say I'm going to buy a house. So I'm going to you know, sell houses, whatever. If they watch a video about how to properly buy a home, it's a 10 minute video and they watch five minutes of it. I'm pretty sure they're pretty pre-qualified that I'm going to go ahead and retarget and bottom of funnel. If I just get clicks on a funnel ad, on and a funny ad, I assume bottom of funnel is conversion, right? Absolutely. So An essentially offer. what it works is, is top of funnel is just, Hey, here's the introduction. Do I pre-qualify somebody? Mm -hmm. Actually I'll get into my proprietary stuff. Cause this is fun. So top of funnel cold market, mm -hmm. right? We create something that's called the hot 28. Some people try to reduplicate us on their own. I'll tell you how to do it. It's not that hard. So what Facebook basically does is they have all these different ways to retarget people. If they go to your website, it's kind of hard to retarget them based on the iOS thing. But if they're in app and they watch a video view, they click on an ad or whatever, you can retarget all that stuff. So you go in the back of Facebook and what we do is we set up an audience for 28 days. We call it the hot 28. We take every way that you can retarget. This is how I won the belt. This is how you can take uh, every way that you can retarget someone. Instagram, they click on an ad, they engage with a post, they go to your website, they watch a video. You fill out all of these for 28 days. 
And most people's retargeting doesn't work so well because Facebook needs a couple thousand people in a retargeting audience for it to work. Okay. And most people don't run enough traffic to get a thousand, couple thousand clicks to have it retargeted. So you're kind of in this conundrum. What happens is when you combine all these audiences in the hot 28 video views, engagement, whatever, all of a sudden, I could care less top of funnel if they watch, if they click, if they become a lead, if they become a sale, if they engage with me a little bit, they're automatically in the hot 28. So now that they saw this video for, let's just say five minutes about house, house buying, they're like, wow, I was thinking just about that. It's weird, it popped into my head, but then I saw this ad. Well, then I saw these testimonials, middle of funnel, ethical propaganda. Okay. So then I saw these testimonials. So for me, I run testimonials with no link. And is, is a testimonial like a picture, a quote, a video? A video, picture, quote. All, well, I like to run videos because you don't have to put a link in. If it's an image, you typically have to put a link. Oh, okay. You can write a long form story without an image to do a, an engagement post. But let's just say a video, for example, without a link. So if all of a sudden you see house, let's just say you, know, you see this ad about uh, uh, buying a house. Great. So you, you watch five minutes of that video. Now all of a sudden you're in the hot 28 because you watched, but you didn't click on anything else. Now in the hot 28, you'll start seeing testimonials with no link. So for example, this would be like, Kurt's really good at getting houses. Kurt can do this, Kurt can do that. With no link, people are watching these three or four or five minute videos for 10, 15, 20 cents. So they're getting all the social proof. And then I start running in the middle of funnel, for example, the podcast that I'm on. So now what happens, they're like, oh man, I saw these testimonials and people talking about Kurt and his process. And, and it's really interesting because I read this other article that they were doing and there's an application I can fill out to talk to someone about how I can get a house. That sounds amazing. Now that's bottom of funnel. Gotcha. So top of funnels, what's the introduction? Did I pre-qualify them? Middle of funnel is what I call ethical propaganda. It's branding, but it's math and facts. It's a lot less, it's a lot less cost than just getting a click to the website and building a relationship. Now here's the kind of last key that I'll give you, which is great. Now I'm not running one offer. I'm talking about myself and I'm talking about the brand. So middle of funnel, I can run multiple offers, let's just say for houses. How to sell a house, how to buy a house, how to get house maintenance, how to get loans, how to get financing. I can run multiple offers, whether they're my, they're my offer, affiliates, right? yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. So I run a lot of affiliate stuff in my middle of offer because- That's floating everything, yeah. 30% okay, yeah. of people yeah. opt in, 70% of people don't. So if I offer another Facebook course and they don't buy mine, but they buy someone else's, I just wanna help someone. So if I'm stuck to think I can only offer this one offer, it's kind of like, you're only one funnel away. No, you can actually have multiple offers because someone else's offer may convert better than yours at first while you're figuring it out. So I run multiple offers middle of funnel. So for example, how to get financing on a house. So when someone clicks on it, I know they're interested. Now that's bottom of funnel. For the next seven days, I'm only gonna show them ads about that specific offer. Gotcha. So what most okay. people do is they're like, did you buy? No. Uh, buy my stuff for 10% off. No. Buy my stuff for 20% off. No. Buy my stuff. Buy my stuff. No. What they see here in my value proposition is reach people at a discount, build a relationship, use your own ethical propaganda where people are talking about you, your brand, like you're starting to be seen. You use multiple pieces of content here. And then literally what will happen with Facebook is you'll present an offer and people are like, not interested. They won't click on it. Totally fine. They present a second offer. That's everything I've been looking for. Could be an affiliate and just what you alluded to before, I'm paying for a lot of my traffic with affiliate traffic for my main offer and it's just, use the math and facts to offer more than just one thing. You're kind of blowing my brain. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, but, okay, so you're running this through. I assume, right, not everyone's gonna convert even on the seven day thing. Right. right? So uh, then they go back to where? 
I assume the top of the funnel 28 day? Hot 28 middle, middle. 28. Yep. Yeah. So, 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 so oh, just for clarification okay. here, yeah. right? You have top of funnel cold market. Mm -hmm. We have the hot 28, which is our middle of funnel. People kind of figuring us out who we are to make a conversion. So here's what we do, a little trick. We exclude all of our hot 28 audiences from our top of funnel audiences. Okay. Because we only want to reach new people. We don't want to hypothetically reach somebody who saw us 28 days ago or whatever. So what happens is, is once they click on the ad or watch a video, they're in this hot 28. So remember I mentioned that I combined all my audiences together for the hot 28? Mm -hmm. So if you watch one video and then watch a second video, those are two different audiences. So your clock gets reset for 28 days. So as long as you keep watching and engaging. You're in that hot 28. Right. Okay. So if you see an offer that you like and you click on it, but you don't buy, you go back to the hot 28. And as long as you're still clicking and engaging, then you'll see some other offers, just like an email list. That so you could have someone just seeing your stuff for years, right? And just kind of if like, they yeah. keep engaging, yeah. but if they get annoyed of me and they mm -hmm. just keep on scrolling past, then you're not going to see my stuff anymore. And go back and but just again, the audience. If I didn't pre-qualify people top of funnel and I just drove a bunch of clicks, I'd be retargeting a bunch of people that shouldn't be in there. Right. But if I pre-qualify people top of funnel, I know I have the right audience. I know I have the right message, but maybe I haven't got the right message to help them convert. So I'm going to try a couple of different other products to help them convert because I want to help more people not just with my one product. I love that. When you're selecting audiences, mm -hmm. are you letting Facebook kind of, I know some, I don't know Facebook that well, but I know Facebook marketers. Mm -hmm. I know some like to get really specific with their audience selection. Mm -hmm. I know others like to let Facebook figure it out and just go really wide and they might do geo lock and like English um, or something. But uh, so there's a little trick I'll give you that I do. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've interviewed Dennis Yu. Um, no. uh, Dennis is great. He has a strategy called the dollar a day strategy. Mm -hmm. And every time I bring this up, I'm like, I got to mention Dennis's name because he had this. So what I like to do is I actually take my webinars, for example, for the belt. I cut off the pitch, 30 minutes. So it's a webinar is an hour long. Cut off the pitch, it's just 30 minutes. It's my belief system. A webinar is, you should believe this, that I can help you with this need, and then it's the present, it's the price. Well, what about just the idea, the big idea, and just kind of the, the overall problem and then the need solution, just a little bit without selling. We'll run that top of funnel, 30 minute video. I will select 40 different audiences. So I, here's my campaign name, top dash 30 minute webinar, um, uh, 40 audiences. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have 40 different ad sets. Each ad sets a different audience. Same webinar. Uh-huh. Okay. Same creative. So here's what's going to happen. So Ryan Dice doesn't actually have a huge audience, but he has a couple thousand people. Can't run a conversion ad on that. For a dollar a day running to Ryan Dice, Facebook will find the right person at the right time who will watch that half an hour video for 30, 40, 50 cents. So if I have 40 different ad sets at a dollar a day each, this is running to be specific, ABO, you want to force Facebook to run the Ryan Dice audience for the $1 a day to watch the 30 minute webinar. And Facebook, because you're constricting it so much, is just like, oh. <laughs> okay, we're going to find that one person who's sitting there who's going to watch 30 minutes for 25 cents. Okay. So now here's what happens. So I can go out and find all these audiences that are like 2,000, 5,000, 100,000, whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as I know, is this the right audience to pre-qualify my message, mm, right? Okay. Yep. So imagine I have 40 different audiences at a dollar a day. Now what's going to happen, it's an 80-20. So I'm going to start seeing some audiences where it's only 10 cents to watch my entire video versus like a dollar or a dollar 50. So I'm going to start turning off the ad sets that cost me more than a dollar for someone to watch the video right? To watch yeah. the entire 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. They are pre-qualified for a dollar. If someone watches the entire 30 minute video, which is very possible for 50 cents, I'm going to double down on that ad spend. So after about seven to 10 days, I'm going to turn off the stuff that doesn't work. And I'm going to double down on the stuff that does the ad sets. So in theory, you're cutting off 20 you're, and then you're increasing other stuff by another dollar yep. and doubling that. Okay. Uh, $2, yeah. $4. Yeah. If I start yeah. at 50, 
Facebook goes out and finds a bunch of random people. If I start at a dollar and go to two, three, five, 10, 15, Facebook's just finding the right person at the right time. So let's say we're seven days down the road now, top of funnel. We've now identified 20 audiences that are working really well for us. Great. What I'm gonna do is always test my offers in the hot 28, always. So when I have an offer, I'm gonna test it in the hot 28 because those are the people who know, like, and trust me. Now, sure. once I start getting conversions and I see that it's probable, great. Let's run this top of funnel. So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna run the best of the best creatives. So I'm only testing audiences top of funnel. I'm no longer testing creatives top of funnel of the offer. That's where people lose most of their money is they're testing in a cold market and they just keep on testing. They're not testing with people who know, like, and trust them, right? So what happens then is um, top of funnel is we have those 20 audiences. Well, I know I have these creatives that work with this offer middle of funnel. I know I got these 20 audiences that work top of funnel. Facebook works better with bigger audiences. I combine all 20 audiences into one big audience of 15 million people, turn on my conversion ads for the offer that's working middle of funnel, takes off like gangbusters because <laughs> I've identified the perfect audiences that match with this message. So I like to do that from the dollar a day. And so uh, testing top of funnel is only testing audiences and I'm not testing my other creatives because I've done that middle of funnel already. Sure. Right. Okay. So what it's going to give me the ability to do is to scale rapidly with larger audiences. And last two points to, uh, to answer your question there is we find right now lookalike audiences are really kind of iffy with the whole algorithm and everything else. Mm. Bigger audiences will always do better. So if you can do five, 10, 15 million people, oh my goodness, it's gonna be so much better but you're gonna have to pre-qualify with your ads, top of funnel. So that's why I do this dollar a day to pre-qualify stuff, to find the right audience. Cause lookalikes aren't as powerful as they used to be before, but sometimes open targeting can really do really well for people cause it's a low CPM, again, just age, but you have to have a lot of conversions to, to, to really make that thing work. Yeah, okay. Then I think that I think people watch out with they're going more, you know, the way we've been talking about the direct to consumer, just mm -hmm. any conversions, right? They go really wide and yeah. I, so. I would say pre-qualify mm -hmm. people top of funnel with very specific audiences. Yeah. Okay. Middle of funnel, test out all your bunch of different offers. The offers that work, then run them to wider audiences because the worst thing that you can do is run to a really wide audience that's unqualified with a new offer. That's where you're going to waste a bunch of your money. Okay. That makes sense. So... In my head, mm -hmm. um, not if I could speak for every listener here, but in my head, this makes a ton of sense for mm -hmm. like a personal brand mm -hmm. or kind of high ticket and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. How can this apply to something more commodity based or mm -hmm. can it? Oh, absolutely. Because at yeah. the end of the day, what we're talking about is branding overall. So okay. let's just say that we're saying, uh, let me give you a perfect example with some numbers. So typically what we're looking at was when someone checks out, typically, um, you know, average order cart value, typically we're looking for 50 bucks. E-commerce, doesn't matter what product it is. Because, yeah, I see that across our, right? our analytics too, yeah. If you're selling $20, it's almost impossible to make yep. those numbers work. Yeah, you need your AOV at least $50 more. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So what ends up happening is with the $50 AOV, we're able to well, do a lot of different things. So let's just say $50 AOV, easy number. Again, math and facts. So if I send $10 website clicks to my site, right? It's gonna get rather expensive. Yep. But if I show a video top of funnel that's a dollar, and then I start showing testimonials that are 50 cents, we're not even close to $50 yet. Let's do the math. Dollar to watch the video top of funnel. Let's just say it's 50 cents to watch a testimonial, 50 cents to watch a second testimonial, a dollar to watch a third testimonial, a dollar to watch a customer service stuff. We're like a three bucks. Right? So now that they know you so much, run some conversion ads to get them back over because you've really built a relationship. But if you're just sending clicks, these are really expensive clicks. But if you look again, my, one of my favorite phases, if you look at the math and facts. You're driving down that cost, yeah. Absolutely, it's like, yeah. okay, if we're gonna spend $50, oh my goodness, I can literally spend $30 building a relationship with 10 different contact points and then come back, because conversion ads are expensive, with a little bit of spending conversions to convert people. 
that's the whole deal. A lot of people are like, look, this whole marketing thing doesn't work because I'm an affiliate. Well, yet you're still getting expensive costs. Yeah. You can do some easy 15 second videos or one minute videos. Canva's great, by the way, for people who create ads. You can create 15 and 30 second videos with Canva using B-roll and a couple of words. You don't even have to put your name on camera. You can do a little voiceover. So these videos pre-qualifying people can make a huge difference. The problem is, to kind of close this loop, people are so lazy at the end of the day with their conversion ads, they expect Facebook to do all the work. 90% mm. of the time when clients come to me and they're like, hey, Kurt, these ad agencies screwed me over. This didn't work. That didn't work. Their offer didn't work and they have something what they call an ugly baby. Yeah. Friends and family tell them that they really like it, but nobody's really going to buy this stuff whatsoever. So unless we get, again, good at marketing good yeah. <laughs> and a good yeah. offer, these ugly babies aren't going to work and it's not going to be easy at all anymore. So I would take a look at the math and facts. How do you get some branding in there? Measure and forecast. And I think you're going to see a huge difference in your ads. And again, most people turn off their ads too soon. They just don't know what they're doing. Is, um, let's, we'll, is there a time frame for turning off ads that you like to follow? I'm sure. Great question. Yeah. So basically, here's what I like to do. Uh, let's, we'll talk about conversion ads. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll give you the exact numbers out of it. So let's just say that I'm looking for leads at $10. Okay. I want to see the probability, middle of the funnel, of how many leads that I can get for $10. So I'm going to spend testing out. I'm going to spend 4x my CPA daily for three days. Okay. I'm going to spend $40 a day for three days. Here's the simple math of it. Over three days, if I don't get any leads, there's a statistic probability I'm not going to get any yeah, leads. Something's wrong. Yeah. I didn't split test 30 different audiences and a bunch of other hooks and stuff like that. Right, that's where people waste their money. Mm -hmm. What I do is I look over those three days, and I'm like, okay. So I went and I'm, you know, spending forty dollars a day for three days, 120 bucks. Did I get two, three, four leads? There's some probability with two, three, four leads, right? Let me work on the offer a little bit. Let me stay in this middle of the funnel and just get that all kind of worked out. Well, what I'm really looking for is I'm looking to get that stability because if I see six, seven, eight leads come through, oh, this has a pretty good statistic probability. Let's get 10, 15 leads. Oh, this is great. Now let's go ahead and move it top of funnel where I'm going to test a whole bunch of different audiences and I'm not wasting that ad spend. So I like to wait three days to kind of see, did I get nothing? Did I get a little bit that I have to improve my offer? Or does this look probable that I can keep on getting some more conversions middle of funnel that we keep to run? I see a lot of people overspend, which they don't have to with something like this. Very this simple. Is, yeah, this makes a ton of sense. Okay. So, gosh. I could chat with you for another six hours. Oh, I know. We got to check the time. This, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. But um, as we can wrap this up so you can go blow some more people's minds, um, what are some easy ways for people to get started here? And this is a chance if you want to plug yourself, great. But if it's, if it's another way that people can kind of like start playing with this in their own marketing, their own branding, like is it something that you need a structure to follow or is it just, hey, Oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah, this is great. This yeah. is great. So uh, an easy way to get, a, to get a hold of me and kind of figure this whole thing out. By the way, this is how the belt method works, right? Long story short in 30 seconds, I won a belt in front of 35 other media buyers at Agora Financial three years ago. And it's because I document everything that we do and a lot of people have ideas, but they don't have documentation to show or to prove it. And since I teach and I do, I'm able to, everything that I say here, I'm able to show you the documentation of how you can do it on your own. And that's how I won this championship belt that I carry around, people know me for, whatever. So um, um, we have uh, YouTube, I mean, you can literally just Google the belt method and you'll come across my stuff. And the whole goal is, literally once you watch one video, you're gonna be retargeting and you see a bunch of other content, but people can check out my free content as much as you want. I just wanna help a ton of people. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening for people to test this out, right? I have a free group on Facebook. You can find you know, the belt method. You can see how to do that. I have a lot of free information for you to start to implement. What my goal is overall is if you start running these video views, there's brand awareness, and you think a little bit differently, you'll start to run these ads and you'll be like, oh my goodness, my cost is a lot lower. Even by spending 10, 15, $20, you'll notice over a couple of days. 
And then what starts to happen if you do you know, a Google, kind of find the brand, look around, like again, I am not giving a call to action link that says buy my stuff here. It's literally this easy because I want to build a relationship with you. So if you want to find out more about me, um, again, you can just Google the belt method and it's not, you're going to land on a specific website. It'll show you a couple of different videos and you kind of dive down in the rabbit hole. But the whole goal is, is to help lower your ad cost, help more people, build up your branding just a little bit. And I can't stress enough. This has been, you know, you said at the beginning of the interview, this has been used in 75 different industries. So the only industries it does not work in, anything that's what I like to say is unethical, unmoral, <laughs> right? Um, or anything that Facebook run. Uh, at the end of the day, to kind of wrap this whole thing up, uh, and I'm happy to answer any questions on this, is um, all politics aside, the last presidential election that we had was really quite interesting. Not the Biden one, the one before that. It was the first, pers first time that someone actually did direct response and a whole new message. One of the big facts that I learned that was fascinating is people actually don't vote based off math and facts. They both, they vote off the way they feel. So again, all politics aside, I'm talking marketing, but mm -hmm. I'm gonna mention some names. When Hillary Clinton comes out and says, those deplorables, yeah. it gives an emotional feel feeling of anger and that's when people really vote. People don't vote on math and facts, they vote on their emotions when they fill out their polls. So if you can incite some more anger like they do in the news to drive up views, we don't wanna drive anger, but if we get some ethical propaganda in front of people, I don't want to say to play with their emotions, to connect with their emotions and build that relationship. You're going to see a huge difference versus just running you know, straight up, just direct and response. See, yeah. And what I like about this whole method is it seems future proof, right? Well, it, it is because you're going back Google's to taken away, right? right yeah. Google's taken away all the tracking cookies. We have to have our own independent tracking. Yeah. yeah it's just getting better at marketing and building relationships. Yeah. And what I've seen too, is that you kind of need to play in the space Facebook or LinkedIn or Google are almost giving you. You have to go meet the customer where they're at. It seems like the you used to be able to you know drive a bunch of clicks to a blog or kind of build a whole audience that way or get a bunch of SEO impressions. You still can. It just takes forever. It seems like the play now is like, hey, how can I get in front of people where they're at, which is on TikTok, on Facebook, a lot of multi-channel. Right? It has to yeah. be uh, going forward. It's going to be uh, one last thing here. Going forward, it's going to be multi-channel unequivocally. Yeah. But each one's going to have its own siloed source of information. Mm -hmm. Apple will have their own ad network. You're going to use TikTok. You're going to use Facebook. You're going to have to figure out how to work them all together. And again, if you're doing tracking, oh my God, that's going to be hard. If you're doing <laughs> yeah. measuring and forecasting, it's, it's, it's not actually that hard. Just set up some budgets, run some testing. I think you're going to be really surprised what you're able to do here. You said, I imagine Chris Mercer has information about the measure of tracking. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Chris Mercer has so much information. Yeah, uh, he has, he's at measurement.io, which is just great. He has so much free information to help go over all that stuff, he's, yeah, he's absolutely brilliant. So the iOS problem, you can look at tracking or again, measuring and forecasting. I, I check out what Chris is doing. And last kind of thing here, because there's a lot of rumors that kind of swallow around this or swirl around this. A lot of people don't need third-party tracking. Yeah, They're not running enough traffic. They're not spending thousands of dollars a day. So if you're not spending 500 to $1,000, if you're not spending at least $1,000 a day on Facebook, I would not even worry about third-party traffic. Now I know there's some other vendors here that are like, hey, that's not necessarily true. Honestly, it's unequivocally true. You, you really don't need a third-party tracker unless you're spending over $1,000 a day. And at that time, you don't really need one either. But it's a whole <laughs> other topic. Well, Kurt, this has been great. I think I do, I do expect that people will be slow to take this up because they want the click to conversion, right? It's hard to get away from that when that's been working for so long. So you get priced out of the market. Yeah, exactly. But I think the people that listen to this and then start messing with it and playing with it, because um, I haven't told you this, I've actually messed with some of this myself on some personal branding stuff. Yeah. Um, not in Do you have any, access to my course? Uh, no. Oh, do I give you access to all this stuff? I have, uh, oh, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy, I'd, lo I'd love to hear your feedback. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, definitely not implementing it right, but I'm just seeing like, oh my God, the impressions I'm getting are so much cheaper than so anything else I've ever run. Here's a small yeah. little tip. I don't ever buy a booth here. 
is this on recording? Will people see this? No. Um, <laughs> what I actually end up doing is I just geolocate the target, the area here, yeah. for dollar a day ads about this belt that I carry around this championship belt. And someone I've stole the belt a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I run ads on milk cartons, or it looks like an ad with a milk carton, mm. that, you know, lost and found, $1,000 reward. I'll get more people to come and ask me about the belt because they saw the ad, which creates an interesting story, which makes them want to ask. I'll spend less than $2,000 in ads here, and we'll do couple hundred thousand dollars in business because we're walking around saying, I just saw you, you gave this talk and you did this. So absolutely, if you're getting priced out of the market, take a look at branding. If you're interested in these math and facts, again, I have a lot of information. I'm not hard to find online. I've been doing this for a long time. Lots of people have worked with us that are probably household names that you know of. And I just really want to help people grow. So I love this program. I love what you're doing here. And I just can't say thank you enough for having me. This has been really fun. Well, you've dropped a ton of knowledge and value here. So thank you so much for hopping on. Absolutely. And, yeah, we didn't go. really talk about iOS much at all, which is at the end of the day, which is yeah. if you have good marketing, this honestly doesn't matter. So well, if you're I think iOS. We didn't need to talk about it, right? Because you're, you. you're solving for it. Yeah. 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 No, it's been a big buzzword. Obviously, it's a big elephant in the room. but Because people got lazy with ads and they didn't know how to market. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's getting comfortable with that, getting comfortable with some uncomfortable feelings, right? And then uncomfortable <laughs> feelings is great. That's the only thing that moves you forward. Got to lean into it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kurt. This has been great. And any other passive clients? Uh, no, I mean, the other thing is, is what I always like to say is some people will listen to this and like, look, my video views didn't turn in conversion ads right away. And I'm like, look, only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give you advice for what's worked for me. Test and verify it for yourself. Yeah. Run a couple of dollar a day ads. Dennis, you told me this a long time ago. And I'm like, I don't think it works. But I didn't test and verify for myself. And once I did, kind of like what you said with your stats, I'm like, oh, People will watch an hour to a two hour video for less than a dollar and it blew my mind. So please test and verify. Find me online and say, hey, Kurt, this didn't work or this did work. Happy to answer your questions. We have resources for it too. I just, I really want to see your success. This is why I love doing podcasts like this. I just want to give people different opportunities to think a little bit differently. So if nothing else, if you ever see me out, one of the biggest compliments you can ever give me that I love to hear from my ego, man, you said this one thing that I tested and it helped me out when I did this. So please test and verify. Let me know the results. I'm happy to help. And again, thank you so much. I love what you guys are doing for people here. Well, cheers. Thanks, Kurt. Absolutely. Awesome. Happy scaling, everybody.